0: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Tom Coughlin Farewell Tour, it's the 4th and Inches <laughs> Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, much has uh, transpired since we last uh, did the show together a couple weeks ago. Thank you. As always, for filling in so capably uh, last week in my absence. But uh, so, what do you think of all the craziness this, this past weekend and the impact on the playoff picture?
1: Yikes! Um, I do know my picks not great after all of the chaos this weekend. Um, I I just I don't know what I'm more surprised by that the only team that Baltimore can beat is the Steelers, or that. The Rams managed to upset the Seahawks twice in one year, or that the Panthers finally lost like i, I mean the whole the whole n f c East looked pretty rough, I mean, with the exception of of the Redskins It just it none of what happened this weekend made a ton of sense i mean what did i know you had you had a tough week with the Giants and the Vikings playing each other, like how did you fare through that
0: well i at this point the Gi at that point the Vikings had something to play for and the Giants didn't unless you consider not going to London something to play for but uh Some people uh, might <laughs> maybe well the chances are that at least uh one of the two coaches, probably Tom Coughlin won't even be around next season. I think it's highly unlikely that uh yeah, you know, stay away from London represents much of a rallying cry for his team in the games this coming Sunday against the Eagles. But, um, so, you know, I expected the Minnesota to win that pretty handily, and sure enough, they did.
1: So who do you think of, of our respective teams, who do you think has a better chance of still having a job come next year? We were talking about this right before we went on air. Uh, Jason Garrett of the Cowboys or Tom Coughlin of your Giants?
0: I think probably Jason Garrett, if only because Jerry Jones, the GM, doesn't want to admit to Jerry Jones, the owner, that maybe he's not such a good GM after all. So I, I think, as you were suggesting, Jason Garrett probably gets another season, although it wouldn't shock me if he didn't. But I think he's a little more likely to keep his job than uh And Todd Coughlin, although you could make the argument with the Giants having missed the playoffs now four seasons in a row, they haven't even been to the playoffs since they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl four years ago. But at this point, it is kind of crazy. But you think at this point that Jerry Reese deserves just as much blame as Coughlin does, if not more so, for the lack of talent on the (laughs) rosters he's assembled. And of course, they have to decide what to do with Eli when his contract is up this year. My guess is that if they really do clean house and Reese and Coughlin are are both gone, that a new GM and head coach might just say, Riva Durchi, Eli, and let him go somewhere else and start new with, with someone, maybe not Ryan, but uh, that they would uh, probably go in a new direction.
1: Interesting. I think, uh, Probably Chip Kelly's got something to be worried about in Philadelphia, too. I got a couple of very troubled phone calls from Eagles fans this week after that game on Saturday night. And it just, it, the NFC East overall is not looking great right now. And I think that, you know, it has been a theme all season. And they've released a couple of ugly stats today that kind of back that up. Like their record against anybody outside of the NFC East was just atrocious this year. And, I just, I mean, I guess the Redskins are the only ones that are kind of safe because they're just everyone expected them to be a train wreck and they were borderline functional. So they came out looking the best out of anybody, which isn't saying a lot. But everybody else, I think, needs to be taking a pretty hard look at their team and their their personnel and their staff and their coaches and trying to figure out what went wrong.
0: Well, I mean, even the Red Sox. I mean, not Red Sox, Redskins.
1: We'll Red Sox, they even to the Red. Out too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hate them both. That's okay. But even the even the Redskins can't be feeling too good about their team. I mean, yeah, sure they're they're gonna finish with at least a five hundred record and they'll be in the playoffs, so I guess there's something to be said for that. But yeah, you know, they they're certainly not looking like world beaters. I, I don't know that I would necessarily say, Oh, I wanna be the team that loses the you know, the game on um Sunday between the the Packers and the Vikings, so that they get to play the Redskins. I, I don't think you ever want to lose a game on purpose, and Redskins are certainly showing that they're a little bit. You know, they've had a pretty good defense this season, and the offense is finally starting to gel. So, you know, they're you know they are what they are to, to uh, paraphrase an old. Uh, the green saying that they are they're they're Yeah, they're are five you know, they're a little better than I thought they were, but you know, they're yeah. a five hundred team. Maybe they might even finish nine and seven if they beat you know the Cowboys, which they should on mm-hmm. Sunday Probably unless they treat it as a preseason season game. But yeah you know, I mean, yeah, there's there's not much to Get excited about there, if you're a Redskins fan, I don't think well, do they have a shot to win a game in the playoffs? Sure, they do, but you know I think any thought of them reaching the Super Bowl much less winning it is pretty ludicrous.
1: I agree it's just probably a year better forgotten for most of the n f c east um the other the other big story this weekend was the Panthers finally losing a game. Uh, I think we both we both kind of thought if they got past the Giants, they had a pretty good shot of running the table. Uh, I don't think I I don't know what your pick was going into this week, but I I didn't think Atlanta. It was, was not be able.
0: Atlanta. No. Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe an outside shot at Tampa Bay, you know, trying to prove something. But all Atlanta did all day was blitz, and it worked. And I, I just I was surprised. And living in North Carolina. The state, collectively, was not very excited about it. I, on the other hand, was, but that wasn't well received.
0: <laughs> no, I, I can imagine it wasn't. Shockingly I, not. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Even if they do beat Tampa on Sunday, which they should, and wind up with yeah. the top seed, you know, to me it's not inconceivable that you know a team like I I would say Arizona, Seattle, and the Vikings all have a shot at at beating them, even if the game's at Carolina.
1: I mean, it's not not that Atlanta necessarily gave everyone a blueprint on how to beat them, but with how uncomfortable Cam Newton looked against the Blitz, I would think he's going to see a lot more of that going forward, and rightfully so, but maybe it's just, you know, everybody else kind of catching up to him. I, I think it was just a perfect storm of things that let Atlanta actually be able to beat them, but uh it just I mean I, I it I don't know. I just it, the whole game over a lot of things this weekend kind of perplexed me and that was definitely one of them. But Cam Newton just didn't look great.
0: No, well it's interesting too that you know last week it was their defense that kinda of let them down against the Giants. This week yeah. it was their offense and let them down against Atlantis. So there, there are definitely some holes in the armor there that could be exploited. But we'll see if, if either Arizona, which could conceivably lose Sunday to Seattle, but yeah, we'll see whether you know, Arizona or, or or Minnesota or, or whomever are, are able to exploit the those problems, but yeah, and you'll notice I'm counting Green Bay out, even if they do happen to win Sunday, I just, I'm not impressed by them. Their defense you know, you looked
1: did. absolutely atrocious. I think, I mean, granted, I, I, we might as well just talk about it now, but granted, Aaron Rodgers did not play well uh, on Sunday, and weirdly enough, the only time before, he lost two fumbles that were returned for touchdowns against the Cardinals, this weekend, and the only time in his career previously that he had lost a fumble for a touchdown at home was against Arizona in his entire career, so uh, that's weird that he has the yips against the Cardinals, but Aaron Rodgers didn't look particularly good. That defense is is just awful. Not like, good,
0: I, yeah. I mean, we
1: saw, him, we saw him put up, give up 500-plus yards in back-to-back weeks, and we thought, oh my God, it can't get worse than this, and they got a little bit better. I mean, maybe they just played not as good teams, but... Now, I just I don't see how you can make any kind of deep run. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers can put up 35, 40 points, but if the defense is going to look like that all, all game, I, there's no way you can beat teams. Any of these teams that you're going to face in the NFC, uh, even the Redskins can exploit that defense.
0: Yeah, there's a, it's,
1: it's not bad. a very
0: impressive defense, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I'm not Sure that I'll pick them. We'll see in a few minutes when we get to our picks. But uh, I, I definitely don't think that they're a slam dunk to win that game. And, you know, a few years ago, if you'd said, "Oh, week seventeen, Packers hosting Vikings at Lambeau with a playoff, yeah, you know, with the, with the division championship <laughs> and on the line," you would have said, "Oh, that's a slam dunk. The Packers will win that." But this year, I, I don't think it is. I mean, you know, we were kidding earlier this season that I was picking the Vikings to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, and while well, you know, I got off that bandwagon, and they've looked better the last couple of weeks, and I'm not going to jump back on the bandwagon, but I think at this point, you know, if you put those teams on a neutral field, you'd have to favor Minnesota the way their offense seems to be rounding into form.
1: Yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I I think, still leaves a lot to be desired, but Adrian Peterson is still Adrian Peterson, and you know their their offense has kind of it sort of blossomed a little bit more as the season went on. Even Kyle Rudolph is better than he should be. And that defense is keeping them in games. I mean, you, they can win low-scoring games they can without a problem. I mean, if they they need to get new shootout, things get a little dicier for them. But I, I I think they have just as good a chance as as anybody, especially this week against the Packers. I would like to see the Packers come back and kind of return to form, but I don't know if that can happen. I just don't know if they have the personnel for it right now.
0: And of course, it's fitting that a guy named Rudolph scored a touchdown Christmas weekend.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> that's just how the universe is supposed to work. I think.
0: <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. It's too bad there isn't a Dasher or a Donner playing wide receiver, but uh,
1: and Blitzen year.
0: certainly worked for the Falcons. So maybe that was their reindeer <laughs> inspiration. But
1: well, and the and the other so, big story, I guess, this weekend was the the Ravens upsetting the Steelers.
0: Oh, I was going I to nominate Bill Belichick's uh, brain fart, but...
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, that in itself, the fact that that the Jets were still in this enough to go to overtime is ridiculous, but then the from start to finish, the overtime seemed very confusing for the Patriots. I mean, they had some issues with the coin flip, just all together figuring out where they were kicking from, and then... I mean, Bill Belichick was like, hey, that was our plan the whole time. But my question is, why? Why was that your plan the whole time? That doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, it really I mean, you no, know, it didn't make a ton of sense. I mean, I, even if you want to kick off, at least, you know, choose the side of the stadium you want and defer to the other team, you know, which in this case the Jets almost certainly would have, opted to right. receive, but when you say you want to kick off and then you don't even get to defend the end of the stadium that you want to, although I don't know how much difference that really makes, but it was mm-hmm. just a uh, very bizarre.
1: Yeah, it did just... Takes,
0: but I'm sure the Jets will take it straight. and the Steelers not so happy.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think there are a lot of a lot of people that planned on being happy this weekend and ended up not being. Uh... <laughs> especially some fantasy players, but it just was, Baltimore came out, Ryan It looked pretty good against the Steelers, against, you know, what's been a, a good defense the last few weeks. That was
0: strange. Yeah. And I guess it's time to bury the whole narrative about um, Kirk Cousins not being able to play well on the road. I mean, yes, yeah. the Redskins are going to finish the regular season two and six on the road but I guess the most important thing is those two wins have come in their last two road games so they're at least starting to uh poke holes in that whole thing but yeah back to Ryan Mallett for a second I mean who would have thought that you know Ryan Mallett and Brandon Whedon would be leading their teams to victory and in looking
1: like he's going to go to a playoff (laughs) what is happening yeah
0: that's That that's pretty bizarre. I mean, to think that, you know, he he quarterbacked what he started in, what was it, six games for the Cowboys or something like that and couldn't win a single one. Now he's going to wind up as a starting in all likelihood as a starting quarterback for a playoff team. Yeah, the universe certainly works in strange ways.
1: Yeah, he took a shot at Jerry Jones this week in the media saying that he was happy that he wouldn't be going to the playoffs. <laughs> so I guess we know well, how Brandon Reed really feels about his time with the Cowboys now.
0: <laughs> well, I think he enjoyed it until he was no longer the Cowboys starting quarterback and then
1: We probably predictably... didn't need to cut him on his birthday either. Like, that probably didn't have to happen that way.
0: Probably not. But, you know, the you know, Jerry Jones is a... GM is just one prolonged train wreck, and (laughs) yeah, I almost, not quite, I almost have pity for you being a fan of that team, you know, as messed up as their management (laughs) situation is there.
1: Yeah, well, you know. Like rooting for a a perpetual soap opera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that might also explain why I watch professional wrestling, because my life is clearly a train wreck. (laughs) Yeah. Professional well, you wrestling, want to look at at me, least, the
0: outcome is scripted. Well, I Jones think I always it my outcome is pretty
1: scripted up. too. Just a lot of of unrest oh. and anger and disappointment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just a matter of how you're going to arrive at that <laughs> ultimate conclusion, I suppose. But
1: yeah, yeah, maybe this week will be better. But do you want to look at this week's games? Now that we've we've covered all the the crazy that was last week.
0: Yeah, let's let's leave some time at the end too to uh, move one step forward from the crazy and see what we think is actually going to happen in the playoffs. Then, and maybe if we like have it. time, we can also uh, talk about our, our our fantasy MVPs this season. But let's start with um, thankfully no Thursday night games nor Monday night games the last week of the season. All so everybody everybody's playing on Sunday, which is nice. So, first off, we've got two teams that aren't really playing for anything other than pride, as they say in the trade, and that would be New Orleans visiting Atlanta. Hard to know what to make of these two teams, yeah, Atlanta I think has more talent yeah, yeah. on paper than than uh, New Orleans does, but you know New Orleans want to shoot out at home with Jacksonville, now they go on the road where they don't seem to be quite as effective Atlanta. Closing the season with a second you know, consecutive home game, I think you flip a coin on this, but I'll go with Atlanta by a score of twenty-seven to twenty-four. We'll see if uh, Matt Ryan can can make the uh, Swiss cheese of the New Orleans defense as, as so many other opposing quarterbacks have this season. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm taking Atlanta. I'm taking them uh, twenty-eight twenty-four, but I just the fact that New Orleans defense is so spectacularly bad, like they've just absolutely torched the record for passing touchdowns given up uh, in one season, and they still have to play Atlanta. So I think Matt Ryan's got a chance to add a few to that. Um, And Devontae Freeman woke up this week, so I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. It's nice that he's kind of back from the dead here. And remember, Drew is playing on essentially one foot. So props to him for how well he did last week with having only really one good leg. Uh, I just – I think Atlanta – is going to ride the high of ending Carolina's streak. They're going to be at home ending the season. They want to try to end it at least the way they started it with a win, and I think they can do that. I just, I mean, this is two teams that are going to look, I think, by the time next year starts, pretty drastically different than they do right now, or at least they should if they want to improve, because both of what they have going right now is not working.
0: Yeah, I just, I really don't understand the you know, the idea of having Drew Brees finish out the season on a, you know, with a foot injury that's not all that dissimilar from what, you know, Peyton Manning has, and, of course, Manning's got two or three years on Brees, but still, and maybe the injury isn't quite as severe, but, you know, I mean, I admire him on one hand for playing, you know, Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, you know, you just wonder, is that really in his, or the team's best long-term interest to have him out there for what's essentially a couple of meaningless games at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, he's like kind of playing preseason games right now. I don't know, Is it maybe it's a pride thing, good for him. I mean, you're right, it's, he's, it's a painful injury. It's tough what he's doing, and props to him for that, but it just doesn't make sense, the motivation behind it. Uh, you're not chasing a record. You know, the team's not playing for anything. It just why put yourself in that situation? I don't know. Especially on the off chance that you might be looking for a new team next season. You might want to be healthy for that.
0: Yeah, you would you would think that uh, there'd be more of a demand for healthy players than injured ones, but um yeah, could, think that's logic know, getting in we're the way. we crazy
1: for thinking that. <laughs>
0: apparently. so. <laughs> So actually, one thing that is kind of interesting, just from a fantasy perspective, usually at mm-hmm. the end of the season, we have one or two games where you can look at it and say, well, that team has nothing to play for. They're obviously going to rest their players, which could be a problem for fantasy purposes. Mm-hmm. But I'm just looking up and down the schedule here. I really don't see There I mean, aren't it any give games
1: because even... Even the teams that are in the playoffs, the seating isn't decided. So they still have to play for, you know, home field and buys and things like that. I think for the most part we're going to see most of the guys out there at least for for the majority of the game. I mean, that may change come afternoon games, you know, depending how how the chips fall in the 1 o'clock games. But for the most part I think we're going to see a lot of the regular lineups out there.
0: But, I mean, even I'm just looking at the schedule here, even – the NFC you would think the Panthers fourteen and one, you know, would have you know, it's pretty amazing that going into the final week of the season a fourteen and one team has not yet clinched home field in the playoffs thanks to the thirteen and two Arizona Cardinals and the fact that yeah. both of them are playing Sunday late games leads you to believe that they're both going to be going, you know, guns blazing. I think depending yeah. on what happens tonight with the uh, Denver um, Cincinnati game we're doing the show on Monday night and as we speak we're at wild, this point
1: maybe.
0: Yeah, Denver right has
1: yeah, taken 14. the
0: lead. Right. They've just retaken the lead, um, after trailing most of the game, but you know, if Cincinnati loses tonight, I don't think they have a ton to play for next mm-hmm. well, no, I mean I guess in theory they could still catch the you know, Patriots for best record, but you know, I, I don't know. We'll yeah, just looking at the teams there, they would seem to be the one, and maybe the Redskins would be the ones that you, know, you figure might have incentive to rest players. But you know, we'll mm-hmm. see. But anyway, it's kind of nice, at least from a fantasy perspective, as screwy as week seventeen often turns out to be, that you may actually head into week seventeen with a full complement of players on your roster if you're playing in a championship game.
1: Yeah, that almost never happens, and it's nice to have some some constant after, especially after last week, trying to be a football fan and figure out what was going on.
0: (laughs) Right. So speaking of what's uh, going on, let's figure out the uh, Jets at Buffalo game, of course. You know, there are the Jets for a while, look like same old Jets, but then they apparently realize that they're now being coached by Todd Bowles and that Rex Ryan is in Buffalo and fittingly, the Jets are at Buffalo to... Close out the season, and I'm sure Rex Ryan would love nothing more than to spoil the Jets' uh, you know postseason plans and their postseason hopes. But you know, right now the Jets look like a pretty well-rounded team. You know, their defense can be dominant. Their offense is certainly functional, and when Ryan Fitzpatrick plays well, they're even more than just functional. They actually have a half decent. Yeah, offense. This is a team that I could see going into Denver or whoever the third seed winds up being and uh, winning. Yeah, you know, in the wild card weekend, but yeah, it's uh, not out of a to, question. No, needless to say, I'll I'll go with the Jets to win at Buffalo this weekend. I'll say Jets twenty eight, Buffalo seventeen.
1: Um, I'm actually going to take Buffalo in this one. I don't disagree with what you're saying about the Jets. I I like what they're doing. They are one of the most well-rounded teams, you know, kind of coming out of this season. Uh, but Rex Ryan's already been in typical Rex Ryan fashion in the media saying, you know, this is, we've declared this our Super Bowl. You know, we want to spoil the Jets season, uh this is you know we're we're prepping like this is our our Super Bowl for the season and everyone's hyped and this and that how much of that really translates I don't know but I do like uh aspects of the Bills I like them a lot better when they're healthy granted um but Tyrod Taylor and that offense can do some really good things and I think they'll hang with the Jets I think they win it 24-21 I think it's a close game but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills stole one at home this week. I mean,
0: how do you think the Bills are going to attack the Jets' defense? Because that's where, you know, I could see where maybe the Jets stutter on offense, but I, I just don't see how the Bills, you know, short of a couple of special teams touchdowns or maybe a defensive pick six, which, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't seem to throw a lot of those, but just, no. you know, LaShawn McCoy, I don't really see how they're going to attack the Jets defense successfully.
1: I just I I don't have a good game plan for it. I like what Sammy Watkins has been doing lately and LaShawn McCoy I think has the potential to be a game changer here, but it's just as likely that he gets stifled and the Jets could win this game. It's a coin flip. I just think the Bills have a shot being at home.
0: Sure, and if anybody can get a team jacked up to play a meaningless for them at least. That's Rex Ryan. Quite old. <laughs> yeah, that's Rex Ryan. But of course, you know, when I say meaningless I mean meaningless in terms of this right. current season, of course, all the players are in theory playing for their jobs for next year and I'm sure even on teams like Tennessee and Cleveland that you know really do would think if anybody were going to tank this week, it would be them. But I'm sure even on teams that are that horrible, you know, nobody wants to play badly so that they have a better shot at drafting somebody that might come in and take their jobs. So, you know, it's just at this point in the season, it just seems to me, and I haven't, you know, really, you know, tried to quantify this, but I'm guessing that at least 60, you know, 65% of the time that the team, you know, with the better talent is gonna win the week seventeen matchup, especially when the team, you know, when only one of the two teams has something to play for?
1: Mhm. Yeah, we're gonna find out.
0: We shall see. So speaking of a test of that theory, we've got Washington at Dallas on uh-huh. uh, Sunday. And this game, yeah, uh, I don't know. Washington could just play their starters since they really don't have anything to Play for they could just play their starters, you know, a series or two. They're going to be locked into the fourth seed no matter what I think. So they could just play the starters, you know, a series or two and then shut it down. But I don't think they will. I think, yeah, you know, I think, I think they should do that, but I think they they probably won't. You know, they're going to say, oh, we need to keep working on our offense to get it fine tuned for the playoffs. But yeah, you know, I just it's it's you know, funny that. To hear me saying this now, but you know, heaven forbid if Kirk Cousins gets hurt at the uh, end of the season in a meaningless game, there there go their playoff chances down the tubes. Cowboys fans
1: know all about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just I don't think RG three is coming in to save the team that uh, that loses their starting quarterback in week seventeen. But stranger things have happened. But yeah, I'll just go with the Redskins to win this. I'll say that their starters play at least the first half and that they end up winning this by 10 points. I'll go with a final score, Washington 24, Dallas 14. And if they yeah, if their starters, it would be interesting to see if they do give RG3 some snaps or whether might they might be an have, audition
1: for him in Texas or for Philadelphia or any number yeah, of places,
0: but... Or any other of number of teams, but... Um, yeah, it would be yeah. interesting to see if they would put him in or whether they would put Colt McCoy in. Probably Colt McCoy, but... I'm thinking,
1: we'll see. yeah, I mean, I'm they thinking were, they'd probably go McCoy, but I just... I
0: McCoy would be the more practical choice for the playoffs, but if they were trying to, you know, if they had any hope of getting any kind of return for RG3, you know, they would, they would try to, I think, play him and uh, see uh, him. what they might be able to get for him, but... Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Cowboys twenty-one seventeen on the chance that the Redskins are not playing their starters the entire game, and hopefully that Kellen Moore is a little more comfortable and things run a little more functionally. But I'm not saying this with a ton of confidence. I just think that it's possible, and I would like to see that outcome. But this this is just this whole game's ridiculous. I. At this point, I'm wow. concerned whether this Cowboys team could beat the Redskins' second team. So, I just,
0: well, it'll be good. At least good now I understand teams. why you're picking Buffalo to beat the Jets.
1: Yeah, you know, just just staying consistent.
0: Recency <laughs> bias or whatever they call that in,
1: uh, <laughs> in behavioral
0: bit. economics. But, you
1: know,
0: <laughs> anyway, we'll see. A,
1: so, I just but, want to think that the Cowboys didn't lose to the horse teams.
0: Well, I mean, I guess Dallas... And, you know, I could sleep better
1: at night being like, you know what, we lost to the Bills, but the Bills won their Super Bowl. They beat the Jets. It's not all a total loss.
0: Well, let's see here. If the transitive property worked... (laughs) Let's see, the Jets beat the Cowboys, and the Bills beat the Cowboys, so, well, I guess you can't really figure out who nope, would win nothing. a game between the Jets and Buffalo from that, but... Uh, nothing
1: good's really coming out of that one.
0: Nothing's really shaken out of that comparison, so... Anyway, <laughs> um, onward and upward. We've got Tennessee at Indianapolis, and I guess Indy, depending on whether Cincinnati... <laughs> depending on whether Cincinnati wins tonight, if they do, I think Houston wins. you know, clinches the division, and therefore yeah. Indy wouldn't have anything to Play for, but my feeling is that Denver's going to win this game, and you know if that's the case, then the game does have some meaning. But yeah, you know, I just I don't see. You know, Tennessee—they obviously have nothing to play for. Marcus Mariota is on an IR. Zach Mettenberger, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think he's really. You know, much of it's part of the team's future. You yeah. know, Indianapolis. You yeah, know, it's just. Yeah, it's hard to believe that a team like that is still in the running. In theory, going into week seventeen, as badly as they've played, but you know, who knows? Maybe Charlie Whitehurst ends up starting the potential play on uh, a play-in game for them. But yeah, I, I just think it doesn't. This <laughs> at this point, I don't think it matters much who starts for Indianapolis if they're playing Tennessee. I just don't see that Tennessee has any shot at winning this game. I'll go with. Indianapolis to win this pretty easily at home. I'll go with a final score. Indianapolis 24, Tennessee 14.
1: Yeah, I've got the same score. Um, I am I think what I'm most curious about is, A, are they really – like they haven't even ruled Matt Hasselbeck out for this game, which I think is insane because he needs a sling for both arms right now. That's But, you know, last two weeks he's been rocking the sling and he's started the game because that seemed like a safe call and he's left both of them early. He's only in his 40s and like a shell of a a human being right now after the beatings he's taken. But, you know, Indy's doing what they want. Uh, I just, I think you're probably going to see Charlie Whitehurst this week, and I think that they still probably will win this game. I'm curious to see if Frank Gore will actually be able to hit 100 yards uh, of rushing. They haven't done that all season. That would be fun to see. Their run game finally woke up, which on the off chance they do back their way into the playoffs, which shouldn't happen, but it's still mathematically possible. At least they have a run game now, which is good because all of their quarterbacks are in a million pieces. This game is just – there's nothing to get excited about here. Like, I, I really am a fan of the Tennessee Titans, but I don't want to watch this game. <laughs>
0: like, I mean, even if Indianapolis does sneak into the playoffs somehow, I just don't see how – I, to me, Washington has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than Indianapolis does.
1: Absolutely. I don't like saying it, but like, yeah, that's real. That's real life, right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sad commentary on on Indianapolis. But yeah, again, they've been yeah, pretty lucky. Like, Cowboys <laughs> and
1: Giants fan—that's horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. When we're feeling sorry for a team that actually makes it into the playoffs, that's pretty yeah, sad. Right? So, Mm -hmm. next up, we've got two teams that are not going to make the playoffs but still have pretty potent offenses and could rack up a lot of points.
1: This is a much better game to watch than Tennessee and Indiana.
0: Yeah, Detroit at Chicago, both of these teams have shown the the ability to score points in bunches last few weeks of the season here. Yeah. To me, this is another kind of – coin flip game, but because we don't decide games by coin flip, I'm going to say that uh, De- <laughs> we could, but I, in some weeks would be just as accurate as, as we would if we actually analyzed yeah. the games, but for this one, I think Detroit's offense, I like just a little bit more than Chicago's, even though the game's in Chicago, I'll go with Detroit to win this my final score, 35-31. I,
1: I picked Detroit I have a I just went 27-24 a little lower scoring but I'm terrified of the amount of turnovers I'm looking at you Amir Abdullah that uh, Detroit has been even they've looked better but they still put the ball on the ground constantly and it's making me crazy I still think despite that they can beat the Bears who are not even close to healthy they're getting much closer than they were say mid-season but I don't think that Chicago particularly has much of a home field advantage right now just because their team is a little bit of a mess. Um but I think Detroit even even in spite of the fumbling problem and their offense will be able to overpower Chicago's offense, neither of these defenses are really anything to write home about, but both of them still look better than the uh Packers defense, I'll say that.
0: Uh, that might be going a little bit too far, I think. But uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could probably give the Packers either of these teams defenses and you wouldn't notice too much of a difference. But,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: at least the Packers have a couple of name players on defense, even if they're not playing up to their capability right now. But we'll so see. They're... So yeah. next up, we've got one of the two teams playing for the top spot in the draft next season, and that would be Cleveland- They're hosting Pittsburgh. You know, I think we both agreed that in Tennessee'll lose, which if they lose then I think they win, if that's really the right word, the tiebreaker over Cleveland and get the top pick then. But you know the interesting thing is you could argue that Cleveland probably still needs a new quarterback, although I don't know that any of the guys that are going to be eligible this season really fits the bill for
1: franchise quarterbacks.
0: Per se, no. I mean, there are a lot of good ones that you could see being, you know, decent starters or maybe capable backups
1: in the NFL. But guys, but you're not going to find a a Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, or yeah, yeah. Like I don't,
0: no, or an Aaron Rodgers.
1: No, in in the first year or two, like a difference maker right away. Deal. You might down the line, yes, projects cool, but you're not going to have that that R G three Andrew Luck kind of year where you've got these rookies putting up huge numbers. I don't see I can't that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean I so think anyway. I think that Tennessee would probably use the draft pick, the number one pick a little wiser than Cleveland would just tr- looking at previous track records.
0: Well in all likelihood Cleveland's gonna have a new GM and coach next year so hopefully they'll pick one of the defensive ends but uh, build around that but we'll see a lot will change between now and then with the combine and all but anyway for the game at hand with Pittsburgh at Cleveland you know, Pittsburgh of course they you know really blew their
1: yeah,
0: playoff chance you know, their playoff chances this past weekend and now they have to rely on the Bills winning, which you think will happen or or you know, lightning strikes. <laughs> but I just don't see either of those things happening. But I do think Pittsburgh rebounds and wins this game pretty handily. I'll say that Pittsburgh wins this by final score of thirty four to fourteen. To
1: I've got thirty-four twenty-one, so we're at least in the same wheelhouse here. I think it's a very convincing win. Uh, they obviously have something to prove after the Baltimore game last week, uh, and, you know, they it would do them some good to win if they want to make the playoffs. Granted, they don't control their own destiny, but a win certainly would help things. Uh, and Cleveland, you know, you had some bright spots. Gary Barnage came out of the woodwork, and some things worked periodically. But this is still just not a good team yet, and Johnny Manziel is not your quarterback of the future. I think we just need to get off that train right now. Um, so Cleveland quarterback fans Quarterback of
0: the future in Dallas. Uh,
1: probably. Either he or RG3. Maybe Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Who knows? Anybody I don't all want. All three of
0: them. Sign all three of them and let them all back up Tony Romo.
1: Yeah, why not? Let's just let's keep them all, like, not even put anybody on the practice squad or, you know, sign them later in the season. Let's just use all the roster spots on quarterbacks. I mean, why, let's find Des Bryant's monkey at this rate. We're not doing anything really with personnel that's, you know, anything to write home about.
0: DeMarco well, Murray might be available to come back if they want him.
1: I wouldn't hate that. I'd be very into that personally. <laughs> They should they should undo that signing the Eagles for sure, uh, but I do getting back off my tangent. I definitely do think that Pittsburgh's winning this game handily. Sorry, Cleveland fans. Better luck next year.
0: Well, we've said that for each of the six years we've done the show now.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe one year we'll stop saying that, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, I I don't think so. That's just it's really sad to. See such a train wreck of a franchise because the fans are yeah. uh, as devoted as they come, but yeah, yeah, they're pretty great. It doesn't seem like it's happening for them. So, yeah. anyway, onward and downward. We've got <laughs> New England at Miami. I know Miami's one of your, your second tier favorite teams but
1: honestly not the, a good year for any of the teams i like tennessee awful miami not even close to potential the cowboys basically a dumpster fire like things are not good in my world
0: <laughs> no and then of course now in miami we've got a uh, buster grimes um
1: uh yeah wife,
0: i think going off on Ooh. ryan Tannehill, which doesn't look good or sound good so anyway no. just, Seems like the mid-season coaching change hasn't really fixed things there. This game, New England has something to play for. Miami, not so much. I'll say New England wins this pretty handily. Two touchdowns, New England 31, Miami 17.
1: I'm keeping it closer. I'm going 28-24, New England. I don't necessarily think they're going to keep their starters in the whole game. Uh, just because they've already clinched their bye, they're doing their thing. Who knows what Bill Belichick's ever really going to do, though? Um, I want to pick Miami to win this game, but that even for me feels a little too crazy. Uh, so I just I, Miami's got to figure their stuff out in the off season as well. Things did not go nearly the way they should have, or that I had hoped coming into this season. If you go back and listen to like week one and two of this show. Things were the outlook much better for Miami. Not so good anymore.
0: <laughs> no. Not not oh. so good. Hmm. So next up we've got the game that has been affectionately referred to London in the calling. press as the <laughs> yeah, London calling where loser goes to London Bowl. But yep. we've got the Eagles and the Giants both coming off of a disappointing season. Both Lots of uh, talking in both cities about coaches getting canned. Philadelphia, yep. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Chip Kelly gets a pass on this year and gets one more year, although I don't think he'll be cutting any star players this year the way he has the last two off seasons. But um, I don't think the Giants coaching staff will be back. don't think Jerry Reese will survive this. But this game, to me, is a coin flip. But, yeah, I'll, I'll play Homer on this one and say the Giants pull it out and maybe they'll win a game with a last play field goal for a change instead of the three by my count that they've lost this season on the last yep. play of the game. So I'll go with the Giants to win this by a score of 27-24, and Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. Yeah, know, uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about that last week because that, oh, yeah. that was just a... <laughs> Disbrace. I mean, even as a Giants fan, you know, I have to say there's no way, nothing, nothing that could provoke that. Don't tell me about bats or, you know, questioning the guy's sexuality or whatever. There's just, there's no excuse for what he did. I mean, as a pro, you've got to be able to block that stuff out and just focus on the task at hand. And the fact that he couldn't do that speaks to his relative immaturity. But anyway, I'll say Giants 27, Eagles 24, and... Hopefully Odell Beckham won't get in too much trouble during before or after the game.
1: Hopefully not. Uh, I, I'm actually taking the Giants' by field goal. I've got them 24-21. I just think that their offense is uh, overall a little better than the Eagles right now. Um, like Personnel-wise, I might like the Eagles' offense on paper better, but they cannot get their act together to save their life. And their defense loves to give up big pass plays, which Eli Manning I think will be more than happy to exploit. I don't expect a run game for either side to be too much of a factor here. but I do I think that you guys will be able to get your, your late fourth quarter field goal to win the game and you'll be able to exercise a few of those demons.
0: I mean just case in point with the Giants, I mean how do you have Rashad Jennings be your lead running back? not only last season but after the train wreck of last season then come back with him still as your number one running back this year I mean that's alone how many should be ground for like,
1: just just casual NFL fans uh, if you were to you know do a 100 people on the street how many people do you think would actually know who the lead running back the number one running back for the New York Giants is I don't think many people would
0: and even if they did, you know, he's not somebody, hopefully, that wound up on your fantasy team. Or if he did, you know, there were probably number two running backs on other teams. If
1: he, that, that if went he was before on your team, have I'm so sorry that things happened that way for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> My yeah, the only
0: Giants who, The only Giants who should have been on your team this year going into the season were, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., obviously, and... Eli Manning, and then maybe Larry Donnell at tight end, although he ended up having he got hurt. an but abbreviated still. season, but still, at least those guys you could make somewhat of an argument for having on a fantasy team but <laughs> Rashad Jennings, unless you Not were great. unless he was still there after half the backups had been picked, I would say no dice. I need mean, to be <laughs> fair to him. He's, he's got, I think, 650 yards of rushing, but then you break that down and realize that right. uh, per game yeah. that's that's like 40 yards per game. That's just not going to cut it if you want to be the lead back.
1: No, and I I I think on other teams he might have had more success just in other styles of offense, but I agree with you. The fact that they didn't address the running back situation at all in the off season uh definitely kind of a red flag.
0: Yeah, I mean just really didn't do much about their defense. They didn't do much about running back. I just... I don't know. I I think it's time for a change, but we'll see whether uh, the Maras agree with me or not. So, anyway, enough for that game. Next up, we've got the surprising Baltimore. We can beat the Steelers-Ravens playing at Cincinnati, and as we speak, Cincinnati is tied up that game with Denver, so... Cincinnati yep. may still have something to play for there, but um yeah, AJ McCarron certainly know Andy Dalton, but he seems to be He's getting the job done. He's serviceable and that's I think all best. that's gonna I be required to Yeah. And I think that's all <laughs> that's gonna be required to beat Baltimore yeah. this week. I'll go with a final score of Cincinnati twenty four, Baltimore ten.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going twenty four twenty. I have I'm I'm hoping to see more of what Ryan Mallett did last week. I don't know where it came from with all like four days to learn the offense that he had, but whatever, I'll take it. That's great. Um, I don't know if Baltimore can put together back-to-back wins. I think that might be a little bit of a stretch, and I don't think that Cincinnati is going to just give away points like the Steelers did last week. Um, but I think they'll be able to stick with AJ McCarron's offense a little bit longer and stay and make this game at least reasonably competitive for the most part.
0: I still the thing that bugs me about the Baltimore Pittsburgh game, you know, usually if you only give up sixteen points, you know, you're gonna excuse me, twenty points, you're gonna yeah, you know, you're gonna be right in the thick of a game. You know, you should win right. a game if you're only giving up twenty points. But you know the fact that the yeah. Steelers only scored 17 points, again, you know, with all their offensive weapons, that uh, just, to me, mm-hmm. kind of defies explanation. Of course, much has been made of the fact that since Le'Veon Bell went out that they've averaged almost 34 points a game going into this, yesterday's game, but uh, they, they certainly laid an egg there, but, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. don't think that's going to continue. It's the same argument week. we've
1: had about about the, the Broncos. The defense should be able to give up. 7, 10, 14 points and still feel like they have a reasonable shot of winning the game, and that's not always the case anymore, or really at all. No, game. no.
0: That's frustrating. So, yes. So moving along, we've got Jacksonville at Houston. So we'll see. I think that um, Jacksonville has a realistic shot at winning this. I think that's been one of the more pleasant stories this year is the emergence of some of the offensive players, namely Blake Bortles and Alan Robinson on mm-hmm. uh, Jacksonville. TJ Alden's had a pretty nice rookie season.
1: So yeah, it's a I think, a little banged up, but I agree with you. I think Jacksonville's going to win this game. I'm excited. For, this yeah, is a game uh, I would actually sit down and watch.
0: So I'll go with uh, Jacksonville 31, Houston 27, and if Denver – is able to win this game, and then this plays out the way I think it will, that would actually mean that Indianapolis would wind up winning the division, I believe, but uh, we'll see. Terrifying thought. Yeah, uh, again, uh, neither one of these teams is Mm -hmm. is going anywhere in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter too much. But, yeah, Yeah. things looking up for Jacksonville, they need to beef up the defense, obviously, but their offense actually looks like a representative NFL offense now.
1: Yeah, it's it's exciting. After after what they've been doing the last few years, this is a very nice surprise. Um Houston's defense and JJ Watt basically keep them in every game. Um but Blake Bortles will be able to still put points up on this on the off, on the Houston defense. I'm not too worried about that. Uh I think that Jacksonville wins. Brandon Weeden'll, you know, be Brandon Weeden and do his thing and you know, keep them in the game, but I think that Jacksonville, I agree with your score, is going to be able to edge them out a little bit, though.
0: Okay. Moving right along into the late games on Sunday, we've got Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina no longer unbeaten, but they still Mm -hmm. would have something to play for on Sunday because they're playing for home field advantage, and... Arizona still has a shot at that. They're also playing a late game. I think Carolina gets its act together just enough to beat Tampa. I don't think they're, you know, really a 15-1 and one team, but owing to the quirks in the schedule, that's what they are. And, yeah, I think that's what they're going to finish the season at, thanks to this, you know, last week schedule, you know, with with Tampa. I think they win this. I'll see uh, Carolina at 28, Tampa at 24.
1: I've got 27 21. I'm taking the Panthers. Just, you know, it'll be a one win team. It'll be, or a one loss team. It'll be fine. Uh, Tampa Bay just, the whole team needs to mature. They're not there yet. <clears throat> and uh, I just, I think that'll be probably what we'll see out of them this week. They'll hang around for a little while, but it's their own mistakes that end up losing them most of their games as it is.
0: All right. So obviously Marcus Mariota had some pretty impressive performances this season when he was healthy, but do you think that he's a slam dunk to be a more successful NFL quarterback over time than Jameis Winston?
1: I don't know if I would say it's a slam dunk. I think, personally, he will be. <laughs> um, I think that it may end up that Jameis Winston will end up having better offensive weapons around him because at least he does right now. Um, I just like Mariota's decision-making a little better. I'm not even referring to the -the off-the-field things, but just on the field I like his decision-making at least where they're at now. I think that statistically Mariota will probably be the better quarterback, but if Tampa can keep some of these receivers around, Winston may end up being the better overall numbers-wise.
0: Okay. Yeah. But,
1: um, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll <laughs>
0: see. All right. But you, but you agree that Carolina should be able to,
1: yeah, to take yeah, this they to
0: wind up the season 15 and 1. Okay. All right. So next up, we've got Oakland at Kansas City. You know, I, I like what the NFL has done with these division rivalry games the last week or yeah. two of the season. I think it makes the, Things much more interesting because it's much more likely that something will be on the line and that there's a game that will have a direct impact on the standings in at least one or two not, of the divisions.
1: Still, like There's still the underlying, you know, you just want to beat some, you know, like the Cowboys just want to beat the Redskins because we hate them. That's just how it is. It doesn't really matter one way or the other, but at least like fan-wise, you're still involved. Like you're not playing an NFC East team playing the Buccaneers and being like, well, okay, this means nothing to me, you
0: know. Right. So with this game, I think Oakland keeps it a little bit closer, but ultimately Kansas City will rally to win this game and finish the season eleven mm-hmm. and five. Although that seems pretty uh, hard to believe, given that they started the season one and five. But um, that's so how insane. it looks to me. So yeah, I yeah. I,
1: I like uh, kind of you know like with Jacksonville their offense. Makes a lot of sense. I like what Oakland has there. Their defense leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, and Kansas City, so on fire right now. They're just very quietly, just very low-key, <clears throat> going undefeated You know, for two-thirds of the season and just kind of doing their own thing without anybody bothering them. And they're the hottest team going into the playoffs right now.
0: Yeah, you could make an argument that the Jets and Kansas City, if they wind up as the two – uh wild card teams that they may actually be the two best have, teams in the AFC yeah. going into the playoffs right now. I mean Denver certainly stumbled without Peyton Manning. AJ McCarron yeah. doesn't exactly strike fear in heart of his opponents in New England. You know, I just think they're getting by on Tom Brady's reputation at this point. They're just too many yeah. injuries. Yeah. They're not a okay. you know a real it's- awe-inspiring team right now, but back to this game, I'll go with Kansas City to win this by a uh, field goal. I'll say Kansas City 30, Oakland 27. Yeah,
1: it'll be a good game. I can get down with that. Uh, let's keep All
0: rolling. Right. Next up, we have another game that I think should be a really good game. That's Seattle at Arizona. Of course, you know, Seattle lost a little bit of its luster this past weekend. You know, A little
1: bit. But I mean, um losing <laughs> to St. Louis overall. I think we yeah, did that. I,
0: mean, I mean some of the teams they've lost to at home, especially a team like Saint Louis, you don't expect them to to lose at home to a struggling team so, like that late in the season, but you know, they did and Arizona, as we said, will have something to play for this coming week and you know, with Carolina also playing a late game, Arizona should at least be you know, trotting out their starters for most of the game in an effort to win. Unless this game or the other Carolina game gets out of hand, I think we see their starters in for the whole game and I'll go with the final score. Arizona thirty one, Seattle twenty four. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with your score.
1: Arizona is peaking really at the right time, regardless of the fact that they're on. I think they're fifth string running back in David Johnson. I mean, he's been great. And just uh, Carson Palmer has found the fountain of youth somewhere. I'd love to know where it is. Yeah. But it's, uh, this team, this offense, and the team overall looks so good right now. I mean, just what they did last night, I mean, it just, wow. Like, I, I didn't know if they'd be able to sustain it, but they absolutely have just gotten better as the season went on.
0: Yeah, I, like you, you were saying, thinking, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess they played better as the season's gone on, but you know, they they've been pretty consistently good yeah. throughout the whole season, which isn't something you could say for a lot of teams. But yeah. you know, right now, if I had to pick, I would say they're probably would be you know, my pick. You know, They'd unless Minnesota rebounds, but I would say Arizona, <clears> and I'll go with either Arizona, Kansas City, or Arizona, the Jets. You know, those would be that would be my uh, Super Bowl picks as we stare the last week of the season you know, in the eye. Then, but anyway, we've got a few more games to um, take a look at, and then we'll get your playoff and Super Bowl picks. Next up, we've yeah. got San Diego at Denver. Yeah, San Diego, it's just been a lost season for them. Too many injuries, especially a wide receiver. Defense hasn't really been able to stop anybody. I'll go with the final score here of uh, Denver twenty four, San Diego seventeen.
1: I'm going Denver twenty one, San Diego fourteen. Uh so similar result, just a little bit different. But it just I I th- this Denver team with Brock Osweiler is not something to be afraid of and Brandon McManus just misses and forever, but I, I just I'm not intimidated by this Denver team at all. I'm really not. San Diego is just such a hot mess that they can't beat anybody. They have nobody healthy, but I just, I don't know what to make of Denver anymore.
0: <clears throat> their defense is still playing quite well, but I just don't think they have enough on no, the offense. No. I lose my voice. I their defense the whole...
1: is phenomenal. It's just their offense can't score enough points. I mean, if you're still losing games when you're only giving up you know, essentially one or Touchdowns,
0: like that's a problem. I don't think this is going to happen. But what would be really funny was if we wound up with the same Super Bowl that we did two years ago with Denver playing you know, Seattle, and two years ago, of course, it was Denver's offense against Seattle's defense. This year, it's kind of the roles seem to have flipped, and Denver's definitely a defensive. Driven team in Seattle, while well, you could argue that it's still their defense that carries them. Russell Wilson in the offense have certainly made great strides. So it's, yeah. yeah, again, I don't think that will come to pen. The other thing about Denver too, we haven't touched on this at all, but of course Peyton Manning with the, being named in a potential HGH scandal. You know, yeah, this I think that's week. kind of I,
1: bogus, but yeah, it's still I, I don't know, still but it's there.
0: certainly going to be a distraction for them. We'll see if that. Yeah. Affects them, I would guess not, but we'll see. All right, two more games to go. Meaningless game between St. Louis and San Francisco. I'll go with San Francisco because they're at home. San Francisco 20, St. Louis 17. What do I'm you think? I'm thinking
1: St. Louis 24-17. I think Todd Gurley will, will be the factor here. But like you said, this game's a throwaway for both sides. There's n- Nobody's winning anything out of this.
0: No. And then finally we've got the Sunday night game, the game that we were – talking about before, Minnesota certainly looked better than Green Bay playing at Green Bay. You know what, I'm just going to default and go with the home team in this much as I want Minnesota to win. I'll say Green Bay takes it by a field goal. I'll say Green Bay 27, Minnesota 24.
1: I've got the same score, but this could go either way. I think you can make a reasonable case either way. I just think Green Bay at home coming off such a bad loss, uh, they've got something they're really Really fighting to prove here, and I think they'll be able to kind of force it out here. I just this is going to be an ugly, an interesting game. I don't know if if it's going to be real pretty though.
0: All right, so let's just for the sake of argument now. Yes. Who who is your? I'll give you my Super Bowl pick. I'll say Arizona, and uh, if I say the Jets, it will sound like a homer pick. So. You know what? Why don't I just throw all caution to the wind, pick my two favorite <laughs> non-New York teams, and say it'll be go Minnesota it. and Kansas City.
1: There you go. I'm gonna go a rematch little more intentionally. Or, no, <laughs> rematch
0: the Super Bowl four. Okay, what do you think?
1: Um, I'm I'm absolutely going Arizona. I I love what they're doing right now. Uh, I'm still going New England. I know they're they're banged up. I know it's not pretty or ideal, but they've got that first round bye and. That's a team in the playoffs that's very dangerous. I think they'll go to the Super Bowl. I think Arizona is still going to beat them in the Super Bowl, though.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. And Jenna, as always, thanks so much for another wonderful season. You carried me a lot this season, just given my various uh, little distractions like getting married and, and things. But well, you uh, know, those are anyway, kind of big things. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of big things. You're right. But I was saying that very sarcastically just in case my wife is listening. But um, anyway, just thanks as always for, you know, a wonderful show. Really love doing the show with you. And uh, hopefully we can come back and do it for a seventh season next year.
1: Yeah, thank you as always. It's always fun. That's why we've been doing this for six years. Uh, We kind of fell into this. Just let's see if it works and if it's any fun. Otherwise, we'll just, you know, forget it ever happened. And here we are six years later. And, it's been an awesome ride, so we'll. De- I, I think we will definitely be back for season seven next year. We will, you know, hit our our glory years as a wide receiver, if you will, come into our prime as a quarterback, a seasoned Grizzly veteran. But uh, we'll we'll definitely have to see how our picks fare. And uh, as always, you guys can find us all over social media uh, at the number four T H N inches show on Twitter at J K I M one six and Fantasy underscore Sherpa on Twitter. You can find us uh, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And you can always email us at the number 4 thn show at gmail.com. And we will see you guys next season on Wednesday nights, like always. So good luck uh, if anyone's still playing for your championships, unless, of course, you're playing me. But luckily for you guys, my championships are all done. So good luck to all of you.